boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we're very excited because with us today we have a very special guest, one of my very good friends from Missouri back in the United States from my old group of friends. We have David Vaughn with us today, and he is going to be telling us about a really special trip that he took last year to climb the tallest mountain in Africa called Mount Kilimanjaro. So listeners, remember if you get lost, make sure to go online and check out that audio guide and transcript. So Dave, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, how are you, Ian? Great, thanks. It's been a long time. So happy to have you on here and and share your stories with uh, all our listeners. Oh, it's great to be here and I'm glad to speak to your listeners. So since this is your first time on Coffee with Gringos, how about you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is David Vaughn. I am located in St. Louis, Missouri. I work as an attorney. I grew up in Missouri, good friends with Ian. Yeah, I like to take trips, and I guess that's why I'm on this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. We're really excited to hear what you have to say, and so are our listeners, because I think not a lot of people know a lot about traveling to Africa in general, so it's going to be eye-opening for not only them, but for us as well. So, like we mentioned, you took a really special trip last year that not very many people get to take, and you went to Mount Kilimanjaro which is the tallest mountain in Africa. And it sits at, I think, about 5,895 meters. And if we convert that to feet, that would be about 19,341 feet. So yeah. Dave, how about you tell us a little bit about this experience? Yeah, I'm glad you did the math because every time <laughs> in, I'm in the uh, airplane and they say you're above 10,000, I think, oh, you know, at one point I was just at 19,000, which if I do quick math, I guess that's somewhere around 3,000 meters, be the 10,000 meter conversion. But anyways, the reason we decided to climb Mount Kilimanjaro is I have a group of friends from college. I went to the University of Missouri and there's a group of guys that like to go out and explore the world. The first trip they took I didn't go to was in Brazil during the 2016 Olympics. I was preparing to go to law school, so I was studying. They've also been to Thailand together. I was studying for the bar, but went to Thailand by myself. And so 2019 rolls around, and the next continent kind of on our checklist is Africa. And then you got to choose which country to go to. And so we were looking at South Africa, which kind of has sharks and safari animals. But Tanzania also has great safari in the Serengeti. And they have beautiful beaches in Zanzibar. The real draw to Tanzania was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, which is kind of a feat that most people can do if you put in the training and effort and time, because it takes quite a while to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Several questions for you. How long did it take you to hike 19,000 feet? And also tell me a little bit about training you did. Okay, so it is five and a half days up and one and a half day down. And base camp lies at 1,790 meters or 5,870 feet. So that's kind of where the climb starts. And you do a little bit day by day. I, I ran a lot. Where I live in Missouri, there's not 
many mountains. I hiked the few trails I could, which the trails I hike have about a, a thousand foot elevation, <laughs> which meters is going to be really hard for me to convert because those but numbers it's are nothing. Yeah. <laughs> really measly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe 2000 if I travel a little bit farther, but I did not, but it was just a lot of cardiovascular running uh, work to get my lungs and body in shape and then just hope I could grit it out with uh, <laughs> the, the mentality of climbing up the mountain and facing the altitude. There. I also imagine you guys didn't do this alone. I'm sure you went with some tour guides. Right. There's rules about climbing up the mountain as a foreigner. So we had to work with people there to guide us up the mountain. It'd be probably dangerous if they just let anybody up on the mountain. And also it's, it's good to have business there in Tanzania to show the mountain and kind of share that part of their country with a lot of people all over the world. In my group specifically, we had two to three assistant guides and one main guide. And then we had about 17 to 18 people with us at all time called porters that would just carry the tents up the mountain with us. We stopped at a butcher shop to bring up meat for us. And then uh, they also carried other food that would be cooked and uh, go get water during the evenings or even during the day. We drank a lot of water on the mountain. Speaking of the food and drinks that you were talking about, like the meat and the water, is that all you ate? Or did you guys have other things to eat and drink, I guess? I hope. Yeah, one night they made pizza, which was kind of an interesting pizza dish that probably isn't like your typical American style pizza or New York style pizza. But it was a good take on that and still pretty good to eat when you're uh, so far away from, you know, any restaurant or places to, to go get food. And then there was obviously a lot of tea and coffee. Did you have any, any booze? The original plan was to bring Tanzania whiskey, I believe, or some kind of Tanzania spirit of some sort. And to have that at the top, whoever had that idea forgot it in the oh. scramble to get things at midnight. But we all thought about it later and going down the mountain drunk after losing the amount of oxygen we probably didn't have at the top, it worked out well. And he did have the whiskey at the bottom of the mountain to where it wasn't quite at the peak. But after that climb down and we camped, we all drank a little bit. Thank God you can't climb a mountain without celebrating with some drinks, getting a little drunk afterwards, at least. So I'm glad you at least got to enjoy that Tanzanian whiskey at, at least at the bottom. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. You mentioned that the porters brought up everything for you, right? They brought up the supplies, maybe not everything, but they brought up supplies, the tents. Did they also bring up supplies for going to the bathroom? What was that situation like? There was the uh, toilet porter that <laughs> his job was to carry the toilet up. That's on his LinkedIn profile? Yeah, I, I uh, he received a higher tip than the other standard <laughs> porters. <laughs> I and, hope so. And it was well-deserved. CWG officially has over 100 episodes, and we are among the top podcasts in Chile, and that's thanks to you. But we are always working to grow our audience, so make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, and even LinkedIn. But most importantly, rate, review, and share us with all your friends, family, and coworkers. And if you want to take your English education to the next level, sign up for private or group classes at dynamicenglish.cl. So Dave, what was the most challenging aspect of this trip? It was definitely that last day. Whenever you, your body is so high up 
it's almost impossible not to have some sort of headache. And the one thing I didn't expect is you really have stomach pains. And so I also took medication to stop any stomach pain because I wanted to reach the, the top of the mountain so, so badly. I'm wondering, like, because it is so high and, you know, dangerous with the altitude, do you, like, have to take a fitness test or is there any requirement or you just have to pay the money? The only real barrier is money. But okay. if you're not in shape and don't take the climb serious, I mean, and then it'd, it'd just be a waste of money to go there yeah. and not have a good time. Because okay. one of the things we were able to do is we were playing and listening to music, playing games each night. Yeah, no, I can just picture like people are stupid and they're like, oh, that's a tourist attraction. I'll try it. And they're just really out of shape. <laughs> I think the tourist attraction part loses its ability to get too many stupid people whenever you commit seven days. Fair. Yeah. Next question. I mean, you know, like you said, you kind of trained a little bit, you knew what you were getting into, but obviously nothing is but the real thing. So anything surprise you, I guess, or you didn't expect about the trip and the hike? I guess the surprising part was just from a viewing perspective, seeing how the trees changed so rapidly it is somewhat comparable to places like Arizona or places in the western part of the United States to where you quickly go up the mountain and see everything. But I had never made that change on foot because in Arizona, in Colorado, in Montana, I would drive a car and just seeing a rainforest at the bottom of the mountain and then at the top is a frozen tundra type environment was something I knew coming, but definitely still surprising to see because a picture can't describe it. You know, your own eyes are going to give you a whole lot more information than a photo. Definitely. Were you, were you guys able to see a lot of flora and fauna? So like a lot of plants and animals up on the mountain or not so much? Not too many animals at the bottom. A lot of flora, a lot of trees, a lot of flowers. And then slowly as you approach the roughly 6,000 meters, the plant life starts to become smaller and smaller. And then at the top, it's dirt or sand and snow. And very few things live up that high on the mountain. And then as you go down, you start to see more life. So what would you say was the highlight of this entire trip? Well, the highlight of Kilimanjaro would definitely be climbing it and making <laughs> it to the top. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, if we want to talk about Tanzania in general, I think the highlight of the Serengeti was blasting Lion King as we <laughs> are in our safari van with approximately 120 Amstel lights to where we bought out the grocery store there in uh, Arusha, Tanzania. And then Zanzibar, we had a few interesting stories there. So it was definitely an all around a, a fun trip. And so kind of wrapping up, I have to ask, you know, from your trip for people who are maybe tuning in and, and think that they might want to also climb Mount Kilimanjaro, any advice for those people? I would train. I, I think I'll, I'll drop my, the company, which was the, probably the best price point. And they're owned by people in Tanzania and Kenya is a Tanzania Safari Supremacy. So I liked using that company as opposed to, there's a few others that are large, but owned either by English or American companies. And so it was nice to go to a local company that contracted out these workers that took us up the mountain. You mean train like months in advance, weeks, like how, how long? <sighs> I it'd probably depend on your your shape your now. Your fitness, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't think you're in too good of shape, I would 
run for a good period of time, maybe six months out. And even if you don't need to train that hard, at least it's, it's still a good uh, motivator to get out and do something that is good for your fitness is to run or ride a bike, hike mountains if you can. Even if you don't need to do all that, it's still good for you. Yeah, Shake so off that COVID weight. I was going right. to just say that, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone sitting on their couch binging Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, well, that's great advice, Dave. And I have to ask you, so you've already conquered Mount Kilimanjaro. You're a world traveling man. What is next on your list? Well, I have told you I've always wanted to go to Patagonia. That would be near the top. And there's also Japan for the 2021 Olympics that has been rescheduled. So those are the, the two places on my to-do list. Perfect, man. I tell you what, come join me down here in Chile. We'll go down to Torres del Paine. We'll go to Patagonia and we'll we'll check it all out. We'll make sure we have our, our mountain toilets and we'll conquer another one, just like yeah. we did in Kilimanjaro. I think we, it sounds like a great plan. You can carry the toilet though this time, right? <laughs> you better give me a big tip. I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> I deserve a big tip if I'm going to be carrying all that. Yeah. Well, sounds good. And, and thanks to all your listeners for uh, sitting in. And uh, thanks to Paige and Ian. It was great to be here. Yeah, no. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining us, Dave. We really enjoyed listening to it. And I think we're all excited and motivated to, to get out and train, go climb a mountain. Once all this uh, COVID blows over, we can do it. So again, listeners, if you get lost, go online and check out that audio guide and transcript. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.